Studios is bumming with Bobcat with your host, Bum Wine Bob. All right, all right, all right. This is Bum Wine Bob coming at you with an all new edition of Bumming with Bobcat. And this week we have a special guest joining us on the show. He is the glue that holds together Save by the Bod. Uh, say- Whoa, Save by the Bod. Who's Bod? <laughs> Save by the Pod. Not mine. Yes. <laughs> I guess we had, we had a little too much fun, I guess, um, in the green room beforehand, uh, uh, pre-gaming for the show here. <laughs> you asked where but, the pigs in a blanket were, and I said, right here, Bumwine! <laughs> well, he is one-third of the three-headed monster that is saved by the pod. It is the one and only Efren is here with us tonight. Efren, man, how you doing? It is so awesome to be here i i have my drink i have i have a couple of questions here am i am i required to get drunk on this show no you am I re- no. no it's not it's not a requirement no no we okay prefer that you have a drink with you you know while we while we chat not not everybody follows that some people like to like to smoke some people like to do other recreational things <laughs> okay. before or, or during, but you know, if, if you get drunk that that's great, you know, okay, but, so this will be like the first time in what, five, 10, 15 weeks that someone's mostly sober on your show. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to burp throughout? Uh, cause I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's perfectly fine. That, Excellent. That's fine. Just, Excellent. Now just let, let it flow. I've been listening to your stuff for, for quite a while, right? 95% of the alcohol you mentioned outside of Col- Colt 45, no clue. <laughs> you have to tell me about this MD 20. Remember I'm West coast and yeah, yeah, yeah. they put the, when you mentioned bananas on a, on a show episode, I thought you were drinking 99 bananas. Have you, <laughs> have you ever had that? Uh, I, don't think uh, I don't think I've had it. I, I know exactly what it is. I know I know of it, but I don't think I've actually drank it before. Well, when you're when you need to go to Walgreens in San Diego, and you know you're 20 years old, you get 99 bananas. Yes, you take what you can get at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I tell you what I'm drinking tonight? Yes, yes, please do. Okay. What, what what's on tap tonight? What do you got? I have my favorite drink in the whole world. Courtesy of the Bellagio in Las Vegas. This is square one organic cucumber vodka. 
white cranberry juice, and Saint Germain. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> is it too uppity for you? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say you kind of went, you know, the fancy, you know, the <laughs> the the organic, you know, vodka. Uh, what's what's the price point on that that vodka? Do, do you so know? The, uh, uh, forty dollars, forty five dollars, and a bottle of Saint Germain will run about thirty five. Okay, so this, and, this is some high-class stuff that you got here. I, well, we had it at Bellagio, and they handed us the menu, and of course there were no prices on it, right? <laughs> and I saw, so my other half ordered one, and I saw him ring it up for $35. For, for the, I said, oh, my God. And I said, do you have like just, you know, red wine. And he pulls out this bottle and basically says, this is what they had at the last supper the night before Jesus died. It is a, you know, one BC, this and that, la, la, la. This, I said, I'll just have the, the cucumber thing. And my other half said, why, why didn't you order? I said, did you see the way he presented it? If this thing's 35 bucks, how much is that? Never asked. No. Was, I'll take another one. I was out $150 on three drinks that night. Well, that That's the problem. I mean, drinking, I mean, going out and drinking is pricey enough. And then you add on, you know, being at the, the Bellagio with it, then that's even more. <laughs> right. And so it, it adds up. It adds up after a while. Now, you were educating me on, uh, non-homosexual strip joints and about their drinks there and so what's a drink running at a strip joint now because i know a bottle of water was like 10 bucks in vegas the night i lost a bet yeah um i mean i mean i'll usually just stick to a beer i mean that's i mean i i, I, I keep it simple i mean that's if, if i'm going out there i mean usually if, if i if, regardless if it's a strip club or a bar i mean i'm I mean, you see what what I deal with and what I drink, you know, on a daily basis here. Um, I'm all for the. No, the budget. I hear That's- it. I don't understand any of it, yeah. but, but I know here, you're but doing. We'll, we'll educate you tonight. Uh, that's what I'm here for, yeah. and we're starting with non-homosexual strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's usually like on a good night, you know. I would say five, six bucks, you know, for for a beer. I mean. So I mean that's not terrible price wise, right? But um, not as cheap as you know you could get you know at your your local Applebee's or <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> Little mozzarella sticks at Denny's with a yeah, yeah. right. You get right. your half price apps, your beer, you're you're good to go. If you go to a to a non uh, full nude strip joint where they can't serve alcohol. Are the prices raised? Because I remember paying like 20 bucks for no duels one time. Well, I think a lot of places like that, they'll get you with the cover price going into it. Now, you'll pay, you know, 20 bucks. Now, some places in Atlantic City I've been to, you know, it's bring your own beer. But it's like... I heard you say that. It's like 20, 20, 25 bucks to get into the place. Which I guess in the long run isn't that bad if you think what how much you'd usually spend on drinks if you were you know getting in for free, 
you know, not paying a cover and then buying drinks at the bar. Here, you know, you can buy, you know, a 12-pack of beer, whatever you're drinking, bring it along with you, you know, for, you know, probably like 15 bucks. Pay the 25 to get in, and then you're kind of set with your drinks for the night. How many can you bring in at once? Can you bring, like, a 30-pack in, or... Yeah, there's been some place where you could bring in like your own cooler, you know, wheel it in with you, um, and just kind of sit down and relax. Mm, that I've never See? heard. Of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might be different depending on you know different states and their their liquor laws and what you can and can't do. So what it is in New Jersey might be different, you know, from from other places. Let me tell you of the racket they had out here for a while. When you went into my strip joint here called Dick's, of course, they charged, <laughs> they, they charged you for the cover. And then in order to get a dance, you had to buy a bracelet that and said, okay, he paid for the bracelet. He can get dances. So it was like this upcharge on the dance. And yeah, I had never heard of, do they, yeah. do they do that at your place? Not, not I've never had to. <laughs> to buy a bracelet. It's not like you get, you're at the, um, the County fair and getting the bracelet right. for like uh, how many limited rides is night. that girl <laughs> or guy, right? Yeah. Now, now I'm picturing, you know, like a little, you know, ticket booth, you know, in the front, uh, as you walk in saying, okay, here, you know, here's 20 bucks, you know, how many tickets do I get for 20 and how many, how many tickets is, is for her to have a dance? What? Okay. This was only two tickets. That one's four. um, Okay, I got but one left. But it is that way at, at the brothels in Vegas, right? They hit the valet button, the ding, ding, and then all of a sudden here come 20 people. Okay, uh, this one's 50, this one's 51, this one's 750, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it It's true. I mean, it is pretty much the same thing, just on a, a ticket scale. Do you I, accept tickets here at the uh, Bunny Ranch? Yeah, no. I, I have a couple of uh, Chuck E. Cheese uh, gold coins. What can I get for that? <laughs> Now, before I buy this girl or guy, where is your skee ball machine? <laughs> Let me see if I can rack up a few extra tickets before we, we, we go to the back really quick. What games were you good at at Chuck E. Cheese, Bum Wine? Uh, I, I, was, I was always a big fan of the, uh, the whack-a-mole. You know, that was always, you know, fun when grabbing that mallet and then whacking all the... You should come over to my house. I have my father as all of them that pop up and I just, you know, hit the hell out of them ever since my, (laughs) my therapist retired. So, so that's your way of coping and getting out your stress. One of them, you know, because you know, those smash places don't open till 5 PM. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, there are a lot of hours besides that in the day that I have to get out my energy. (laughs) Yeah, there was there was that the the whack a mole. I, I was never a big. I was never very good at skee ball. Uh, like you're bringing that up before. I can never get you know hit that you know that 100 you know right in the middle. You know, well, they think, didn't have it before. They had only up to 50, and then okay, and then some you know blackjack house person with a side bet put the hundreds up. Like oh my god, this just became insanely harder. So. But it's all for the fun, right? It's just to get out and have some fun and play some games. Just like, you know, the 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 Dave and Busters, the you know, the the adult, you know 
amusement, video games, bar type places. I haven't been to one in a while, but you know things like that where you have some drinks and play some games. Here you go. Never shared this. I uh, I can't go to Dave and Buster's and place like that. Uh, I I am a recovering gambler. Mm. As a blackjack dealer, you like that? Huh? That, that that is I I did not expect that from. I was going to say I know that 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 you work in the the industry there and and deal blackjack, um, but I did not know that. So that's right. wow. That's that's crazy. So, so I can't I so I can't go to Dave and Buster's and be uh, competitive. You know, with like the basketball game or something <laughs> like that because <laughs> this brings back old stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want you to fall down that hole that you know and go down that bad path again. So I'm all for falling down holes. <laughs> Just not, yeah. My first bet ever was at six years old in first grade on the season finale of the first season of American Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, I won, and the person stiffed me. So I'm still waiting. I was going to say, were you like the jerk? Were you like the ringleader and the bookie of all the, you know, the school bets? You know, a lot of places had that. You know, you bet on, you know, games or the guy running the, you know, the Super Bowl pool. You know, was that you? Were you like the no bad guy no. or? Well, I was. I was. You know, a couple of years ago, but no, I wasn't. <laughs> Jason Priestley taking, you know, ten thousand dollars or making ten thousand dollar bets right, right. and expecting the junior in science class to pay me when I won, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, saying, okay, yeah, don't worry, I'm good for the money, you front it, and I'll, uh, <laughs> give me, put, put, uh, put 10 grand on the Lakers tonight, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, uh, next day, oh, they lost, there's my 10 grand, uh, I'll get back to you, uh, can, can we do a, a payment plan, how about I right. give you uh, 20 bucks a week for, <laughs> however many weeks it is until I pay back 10,000, oh, yeah. Honey, Disneyland is very expensive. We really can't. 3000 on the Packers tonight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, say, hey, see, you learn something new every day. And I'll try to educate you on the, the lower end spectrum of alcohol and bum wine. Because, I mean, what you're, bringing, <laughs> what you're bringing with you here, you have your, your organic vodkas i don't think i've ever had an organic vodka right i know so it's 40 percent compared to the standard what 35 30 Mm -hmm. right so i don't know what that means you know what would be smarter instead of buying organic cucumber vodka if i put a cucumber in my vodka vodka, and then boom there you go there's your cucumber vodka right right there like an organic cucumber See, right? there you go. Yeah, not just some cucumber off the street. You don't know where it came from. See, but even but I don't put cucumbers in my drinks. Oh, I was there for something. Yeah, for somewhere else. But you're maybe. not a vodka yeah. guy. <clears throat> or... Not, not often. No, I mean I, I do have vodka, and I'll drink vodka. You know, from time to time, usually in some sort of a mixed drink. You know, vodka cranberry. You know, I'm, I'm all in on that. I have no problem white with cranberry because we're having white cranberry tonight. I do like white cranberry. You, usually, I'll just have your regular, you know, red cranberry. But I do like white cranberry as well. That is, uh, you got to you got to change it up every once in a while. White cranberry is 
<laughs> I'd like you to try to find white cranberry juice at your local whatever. Right. And a little St. Germain elderflower. Are you an elderflower guy? No, I am. I am not. No, mm-hmm. no. I I don't think I'm. I mean, have I had? I, it's not something that I can even say that I've I've had, but I probably have had it. I just don't recall having it. You know, one of those things where it was probably mixed in with something that I have drank at one point in my life, but it's nothing that I've actually gone out and bought myself. Yeah, it's a it's an uppity uh, what topping liqueur or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm usually like a, you know just a you know a triple sec you know type person. You know that you know your basic liqueurs to just kind of you know. Top it off, give it that extra flavor, and be on your way. So as the blackjack, your friendly gay blackjack dealer, what is your drink when you are gambling in the casino? You have a morning night. Do you get blasted on the free drinks? I mean, if it I'll I'll start off with just like a regular a screwdriver, you know, something okay. like that. I, I'm I'm basic. Now in Vegas, starting off what? At five AM or six PM? Is a screwdriver your morning drink? Morning, morning drink. I'm saying, you know, 10, 9, 10 in the morning, uh, some, something like that. Like your actual morning drink. I'm not saying, you know, sleeping, <laughs> recovering all day, sleeping, <laughs> right. and then right. getting up and going out at, you know, 5, 6 p.m. Right. As, 6 a.m. Like, when you're in Vegas, you'll have a, a screwdriver. Yeah, 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 some, something like that. Or, or, you know, during your reasonable breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing all that and then then after that you know i'm like i said i mean i'll usually just go with maybe like a, a jack and coke um or a captain and coke some, something like that and then beer i mean beer i'll just keep sipping down the the free beers and be happy like that i know i know what will get me the good enough buzz to try to not make that much of an ass out of myself so I try to be, you know, cautious like that, especially, you know, if I'm down in Atlantic City or or if I was in Vegas, something like that. When was the last time you made an ass out of yourself on with your beer? Well, first of all, what's your beer of choice? Is it a Colt 45 or a or a uh, Colt 45 is usually a go to of mine. That's I mean, I was I didn't have any tonight because I, I drank it the past two nights. Um, I had some Colt 45 last night, the night before. Um, now, tonight, well, before I had my beers with me, but I had to make mix up a little drink beforehand. And this is kind of a little educational you know, tip for you here. I love being educated um, with the tips, bum wine. And oh, I, know, I know you love the tips, so I, that's why I'm bringing it along for you here tonight. And down the bum wine road here, I mixed up myself a little Thunderdew action, which is Thunderbird wine and Mountain Dew. Um, one of the classic I, bum wines, the Thunderbird. Have, have you ever? Have you no, ever ventured down? You've never ventured down the Thunder Thunderbird Road before. I um, I live off of Thunderbird Road. <laughs> so, let, let me look this Thunderbird wine crap up. Tell me about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It's a fortified wine. Um, the one I'm drinking tonight, there's a red label and a blue label. The red label Thunderbird like, is it, like it's Johnny Walker blue. I, 
kind of. Um, the label itself is red, <laughs> and the other label is blue. <laughs> and the the one the red label is seventeen and a half percent alcohol by volume, and the the blue label is thirteen and a half. And I had a little bit left in the the blue label bottle, so I cracked open that tonight, uh, mixed it up. So it's just a cheap fortified wine that you could get, you know, for you know, a 750 milliliter bottle of it for about, you know, five bucks on a good day. This um, is if an you can, E&J if you, Gallo wine. Yes, yes. yes. Out Sad, of Modesto. Yeah, sadly, it has been discontinued within the last few years. But if you get lucky, you go searching for it, you might find it on the, you know, the very bottom shelf at your local liquor store probably covered in a heap of dust and it's been sitting there for for years and years if i'm looking for that on the bottom shelf i'm falling down and then we have huge problems huge ones um this wine is out of modesto california Mm -hmm. this is way inside baseball are you a modesto like that area wine guy because wow i haven't mentioned this in for i worked for the lodi wine grape commission right out of college Wow! and they would they would bring in they'd get a batch from a local winery right now i lived in stockton right so you know not the place to think of wine (laughs) it'd be 7 30 in the morning and there would be like 10 of them in there swishing around like they were you know testing out coffee beans or something and i was ordering you know staples from stapler but (laughs) would you I don't think you want me in there because I'd, you know, be drinking from the bottle. Like, I was so, like, yeah. not as classed as I am now as I pick my nose, yes. <laughs> yes, this is a Modesto wine. So Yeah, yeah, no, not, no, I'm not a Modesto wine person or, or connoisseur of a Modesto wine. Uh, it's just kind of a coincidence. Um, it's just between this and then you have its counterpart, the Night Train Express, which is the red wine version of the, you know, Thunderbird is your your cheap white wine. Then the the Night Train Express is your cheap red wine. You know, about the same price point. You know, about five bucks or so for a bottle of it. The same seventeen percent uh, ABV on it. But yeah, it's the two of the original. Bum wines, the the cheap fortified wines, and the Night Train was one that I'd had quite an experience with in Atlantic City. Um, that ended up being a rough night for me. <laughs> Can I do a little something for you, Bum Wine? Yes, Trivia! you may. Google Night Train Express, and what comes up first, Bum Wine? Can I, can I cheat and do it? And No, yes, you can cheat and do it. No, <laughs> uh, yes, you can cheat and do it. Showing results for Night Train Express. What comes up first? Well, the first one that comes up on the list is, is bumwine.com. That's correct. You come up on the Night Train Express. Well, actually, no, don't actually. I, I can't take the bumwine.com is not related to me. All right, well, then you're second. I'm second on the list at bumwinebob.com because I'm, I'm right there, you know, because they were the, and, and that's the, the 
the usual confusion. God, do I feel stupid? I have Bumble. no clue about this. Uh, I, I know there's a lot to go with. I, I, I trust me, you're not you're not the only one. You know, we'll we'll break out the the Cliff Notes version for everybody out there, so they can they can keep a little up, refresher you know? on you, Bumwine. Yeah. <laughs> Please, because yeah. I go to their site and I see a a fi- a comic strip basically of a guy like passing over in five uh in five shots yeah yeah that, that's yeah. kind of see and i could go on here you know for an hour or probably a few with my complaints about them and and, the, and they are the originators of bumwine.com they they started this whole trend of i guess cla- i don't want to say classying it up but kind of uh, showing all these cheap wines to people and kind of coming across this myself kind of brought me down the road of, of where I am today of becoming myself as a connoisseur of, you know, all these cheap wines. As you see on their site, you got your MD 2020, your Cisco, Night Train, Thunderbird, Wild Irish Rose. But if you look at their site, this site has not been updated in, you know, <laughs> 15 20 years um so when i came up with my own way in my own site i said you know let's kind of give a new fresh take on everything and keep it keep it fresh keep keep it up to date and not just have this same site that's been sitting just collecting dust just like the bottles on the shelf for years and years so uh, i've reached out to them to try to work with them, but I get no response from them to say, hey, you know, we combine our forces, we can make this massive media conglomerate. Because they haven't been there in 15 years. Exactly. That's why you're not getting any... <clears throat> I know, I know, from. I know. So, I'm just biding my time until they forget that their domain's going to expire, then I can... Oh, you're ready to pounce. (laughs) I'm taking that shit, man. (laughs) With those bub wine paws and whiskers (laughs) of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you could, as your listeners, uh, that like, look at this guy with a, with his square one organic piece of crap vodka, not having a clue what bum wine is, what would be comparable to my $80 uh, concoction, right? Con- concoction, right here. Concoction. I'm drinking. You mean on the on the lower end scale in on place the of that wine scale? What? what I need to. Uh, yeah. Huh, let's see. Let's see. What could we? What could we substitute in there for you to? You're the uh, expert, my friend. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm thinking here of of what you know. I mean. We could probably take any, you know, see, I'm, I was going to go a cheap vodka route with you, but I'm not going to go down, you know, to the pop off, you know, the, the $5, you know, handle jug of, you know, rubbing alcohol <laughs> right. and pop off is pop off is, is the right. The lower end brand name, right? Right. Right. But see, I'm, I've always been a fan of, of Svedka vodka and that's really? kind of on, on the cheaper side but not not overly cheap but not not anywhere near a high class side i don't know what it is it's just something i guess i had it a lot in college and i just kind of took a liking to it you know 
not as much as drinking, you know, straight up shots of vodka, but using it as a mixer in drinks. So I, I, I would probably throw that in this place. What? <laughs> and, and instead of the St. Germain, hmm. give me a low cost elderflower. Trying to think, an what actual flower like an azalea or something would that maybe, work? Maybe a uh, mm-hmm. like a um, like a like a daffodil or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I I'll, need more chrysanthemums <laughs> in my drink, sir. And and I'll and I'll throw in the actual cucumber. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be an organic cucumber. Because, right, you know, we don't have that type of money to throw around on our uh, our vegetables and our fruits and vegetables over here, but um, yeah, you'll just get the standard issue cucumber off the shelf at the supermarket. Now, uh, to uh, two questions: one, we're going back to Vegas. You're not a screwdriver guy. I had a Bloody Mary conversation with someone in your honor today. Do you? You're not a Bloody Mary fan. Uh, I am. I am not. I am not a tomato juice V8 fan at, at all. I'm. I'm not a tomato. I mean, I, I like. I'm one of those people. I don't like tomatoes. Like, I won't eat like a sliced up tomato. I'll. I'll, I'll eat salsa. I'll eat. You know, bruschetta from time to time. Uh, I'll. I'll eat tomato sauce, but tomatoes and tomato juice. Not not my thing. So I, I am not a Bloody Mary person at all. So, you know, the new th- or the thing is, you know, to put a whole piece of bacon in there and some some places around here are putting like a full hard boiled egg in. No, there. I, I've, I've seen some massive concoctions that people have come up with these Bloody Marys with bacon and God knows what else are in these drinks that they have this huge stick coming out of the top of it with all this. It's more like a meal with a side right. of, of tomato juice. <laughs> Do you know what a player told me today? They put in their in their Bloody Mary. What was it? A ravioli. It's kind of fitting, I mean. <laughs> isn't it? Though <laughs> that that's that's not a bad idea. Right. Uh, I mean, Do you pour Alfredo sauce on it with the? <laughs> oh no, I don't do that. I'll double down. Yes, thank you. I was gonna. Hey, maybe if we substitute the the you know, tomato juice with some Alfredo sauce, mm-hmm. maybe now, maybe now we're talking. Now that might be the type of Bloody Mary that <laughs> that I might enjoy. So I'll, I'll have instead to. of breadsticks at the Olive Garden, they'll just bring you Alfredo <laughs> sauce, right? And, just just right. dip it in there. Here's your yep. here's your Bloody Mary to to dip your breadsticks in. You know, three ninety nine for yes, a side of dipping sauce. And just keep those unlimited breadsticks coming along, you know, and we'll be, we'll be good to go. Yes. Yeah. So this is excellent. Excellent. Now my second question before, you know, cause this, I love, I love talking alcohol with you. What is the most expensive drink that you have ever had? Ooh, man, I'm trying to think what would be. As I down my Bellagio drink here. Yeah. Yeah, I, definitely not anything up at that. I mean, I think probably. Well, 
I can't think of what the actual drink would have been, but I could probably guarantee you it wouldn't be over twenty dollars. <laughs> anything over twenty dollars for for a single drink, um, that that's where I I call the line. And I I honestly I cannot. I'll I'll have to think it over and see, but I cannot remember what would be the actual drink. But it was most likely probably something. When I was in Vegas at one point, that that I had, because even Atlantic City, you you can get you can get away in Atlantic City drinking fairly cheap over there. Certainly not, <laughs> certainly not the same Vegas level when it comes to right. uh, bars and restaurants and things like that. So, but like you said, where they always get you is where they don't put the prices on the menu. So you see something and you're like. Oh, this looks pretty good. I'll take one of them. Then you come back, you get the bill, and you're like, "Holy shit, that was you know twenty five dollars for." I don't have enough tickets for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's the coin machine? Where can I, where can I cash in some some of my quarters here? My best friend buys me a shot of Louis the Thirteenth every year, which is, uh, it's about three fifty a shot right now. Mm-hmm. And the first time she bought it for me, I was like so excited. And there was this random girl next to me and I asked her to try it. I didn't know her. She goes, oh, no, I can't. I said, it's Louie. You'll never drink it again. I'll never drink it again. She drank half of it. (laughs) She didn't (laughs) stop gulping the thing. Yeah. Oh, my. I said, said, have a sip. Not not drink the damn thing. She drank about $180 worth of it. I was going to say, I mean, come on, you know, this is, that's really good stuff, man. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. I've never, I've never spent that much on a single, single drink or, or a shot, but like I said, you kind of see it up there sometimes where they have those, you know, up in the, the top shelf kind of, you know, staring at you and it's like, oh yeah, how much is that? Oh, it's $300 for, (laughs) you're like, Ooh, okay. You know, how about, um, something a little bit lower than that? (laughs) I had a date with a sommelier one time and we went out to this restaurant and he freaked out because he saw some sort of cognac out there. And he said, do you mind if I try it? Implying number one, that he was not going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Because if, if he was paying for it, uh, right. Sure, he ordered you it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, Number two, putting me in a position and not the position I want. How bad of a person am I if I say no? Like shit, no this is you, Bumwana. I got no problem <laughs> saying no. Fine. Like, like <laughs> you saw that steak you ate, right? And yeah. aside, okay? <laughs> You're having water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, so he gets it. He goes, do you want to try some? This is me. No, just give me the bill. <laughs> and, and and do you remember how much that that was? How much did that cost? Two hundred twenty-five dollars. Ooh, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> like that. Do you mind if I try this? Like, you know, if you're paying for it, <laughs> God knows a shot went down or an under hit that night that I that I connected with because yeah. <laughs> 
I've, I've been educated on alcohol tonight, Bum Wine. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, we we will do, I'll do my best here to get you on the track. And then you, you can go out, you can go searching for these and see what you can find. Because I just, uh, you know, I finished up my, as you can see, you can hear the, you know, the ice cubes kind of rattling down at the uh, the bottom of the cup here, which I was drinking my Thunderdew here in my, my, my Joe Cool uh, Snoopy. Uh, <laughs> Love uh, Charlie Brown. Up here. Love and, and it's, and it's, and it's a color changing cup too. You know, it's, I, I posted a picture on my, uh, my Instagram, maybe a week or two ago of just a beer in, in the cup that I'd gotten, but it kind of does its, you know, the cold activated color changing cup. So this, this is some high tech stuff we have over here. I had a Phantom of the Opera cup that would turn the mask would turn white when, when hot liquid was poured in. And I was a tea, tea drinker for years, just based on that, that cup. <laughs> All right. I got to drink something hot. All right. Give me something over here. So, so now, now that I finished that, now I can crack open and move along here. Is your, is your bum wine studio? Like, do you have a whole thing in your studio or, or just like a refrigerator with, or, or a bartender, like you're in a green room, just, you know, serving me, serving you drinks. That would be nice. I, I'd like to have a bartender here just kind of constantly, you know, I, I just, you know, give him the sign, you know, one more, please, you know, pass it over here. You, you do that whole, uh, Joan Crawford <laughs> thing where you hold up the glass and at the same time, yeah, you, yeah. you have your, <laughs> your nail <laughs> hit it. Oh, that's fabulous. And the, and the second they come over, it's, it's right in your hand. Right. Ready, ready, See, ready. I do that, but then, you know, I break like three things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not not yet. No, my, my studio here is a, is a work in progress. I kind of have two separate areas that I kind of work out of. I had kind of in my office upstairs now, which does not have um, the fridge there. So I kind of just bring the beers with me in my little... Uh, my little cooler, you know, from, from downstairs to upstairs. And then I have another one that I'm working on down in my basement that will have the fridge right there, you know, ready, easily accessible. Cause I, I moved about a little over a year and a half ago. And before that, where I had my setup down in my basement of my old house, I had the fridge within distance of, I could get up, with my headphones on, the cord was long enough to get from the desk over to the fridge to grab a beer. Now, not long enough to get from the desk to the bathroom, but that's uh, that's something we got to work on. You are the first podcast and three podcasts that I have been on where I have not spilled my drink all over my equipment. Well, that's good. Yeah. I know my, my <laughs> office currently consists, my studio currently consists of two, uh, litter boxes and Ric Flair's world record dildo that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> That's my office. You got everything you need right there. I mean, it's correct. That- I, I didn't say I was, I didn't complain once about it. <laughs> when you come out to, to wherever I live. We're going to have to do a high end show and I'm going to, I'm going to bring some Johnny Walker blue and maybe a shot of Louie and we're going to, you know, we're going to class it up for the evening and test your senses on Thunderbird road. All right. right. We'll do it in Modesto, huh? (laughs) 
That'd we'll do, be a we'll great do it thing. On, on location. On location right from Modesto. At we'll, the we'll, set up, we'll set up on a de- we'll set up a little desk and a chair on the side of the road and we'll we'll record from right there. Or just, you know, sit on my shoulders and we'll oh, do it. It'll, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so so now going to since I finished off my, my Thunderdew here, I went I switched to, to a beer now. Now I now this is on the cheap beer. Uh, spectrum now have you had hams beer before never heard of it okay okay so i have some some hams special light so this is you know the light version of hams you know for for those of us trying to you know watch uh, watch our calories you know with all the uh the lockdown uh weight gains that that we've all inevitably (laughs) run across um but during yes. during the shutdown, I was biking 18 miles a day, and then right. I went down to zero. So you know, I was the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ham's beer currently yeah, available beer. at Walmart. Yes. Did you get it at? Wow. Yeah, Look no. at that can, huh? Yeah. It has a oh, it has a Lowenbrow look to it. You remember Lowenbrow? I, I, I've heard of it. Yes. Um. It's just your basic cheap budget beer. I mean, a thirty pack of this was fourteen dollars. America's classic premium beer, born in the land of the of sky blue waters, mm-hmm. root and true family tradition from purest water and choicest barley malt, grain, and hops. You don't believe it? Sounds refreshing, right? That's what the, that's what the can says. Yeah, it says. Yeah, that's what it says. I'm looking at it right here, right now. That's what it. That's what it says. I mean, how uh, does how does this compare to natural ice? I would say it's it's a lot smoother than a natural ice. Um, now, I mean, it's it's lower alcohol content. I think these ones, the light ones, I think are at. Where's it say? Does it say on the can? I think it's yeah, like Bob, only three. I think I think it's only like three and a half percent. Yeah, 3.8. 3.8. Yeah. Now, Palm Wine, in in defense of 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 gla- of a uh, smooth taste, swallowing a plate of glass is smoother than natural ice, right? <laughs> Thanksgiving night, I had gotten off of work when uh, when I first started, and you know, everything you can't buy alcohol after two and mm-hmm. state I was in and all that was left on Thanksgiving night was a 30 pack of natural ice at circle K for nine 99. Well, I wanted to drink. And so I bought it and went home and took one sip and went outside and threw it out. Just <laughs> I, never again. It's an acquired taste. Is it? You could say I, I, I have no problem with, with natural natural ice and drinking that but then again i mean look at my palate and what i drink on a regular basis i've kind of become uh numb to some of these drinks that other people might find you know drinking shards of glass would be <laughs> better so so if you so this so we're gonna have we're gonna have a organic cucumber and elderflower and then we're gonna try some johnny walker blue and then we're gonna 
We're going to try some Dom and Cristal. Ooh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll finish it with a, with a shot of Louie. Okay. That's a podcast right there. I like it. I like a book. You're buying. Book it. Oh, <laughs> I guess, I guess since you're inviting me out there for this, I guess it's only fitting that. that I, I have to I, get I, my Somalier money back. So I know this is how I do it. <laughs> this is how okay. I do it. <laughs> What's going to happen to your palate when you taste all these things, huh? And pigs in a blanket, of course, to uh, go with everything. Oh, yeah. That, that we have those beforehand. That's to get that nice base coat in there to soak up <laughs> all the alcohol that's, that's going to be drank. <laughs> What's going to happen to you when you have all these high-end things? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, could, it could change me forever. I mean, it might be, you know, a turning point. Well, that's the point of you coming out here. And like. <laughs> there we go. That's right. Yeah. But what's what's your go-to uh, on the beer side of things? What's your your go-to? What do you usually drink? Anything I a Bud Light anything is not naturalized. <laughs> Correct. Uh, we're the we're we're the home of Four Peaks Brewery out here, so I enjoy a good kilt lifter. Okay. Ever had it? I have. I have not had it. No. Okay. Uh, I do like line and kugels on a 120 degree day mm-hmm. in the summer, but I'm, I'm easy with a Bud Lighter. I'm not a Miller Miller guy. I think Bud Light's fine. Coors, Coors is fine, but I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm a, I'm a hard alcohol. Uh, my okay. go-to drink, go-to, go-to is Grey Goose Pear on the rocks. So ever had it? Not not the pear, no. no I, I'm, I've I've had I've had Grey Goose before. That that I can drink that you know on the rocks and you know so that's one of the. I mean, what's what's a bottle of Grey Goose these days? It's not too expensive. No, um, peril. Uh, no, peril. Run you about forty bucks. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I could put a pear in there and everything would be fine. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not. Yeah, no. uh, you, you, you just want one stop. One stop for everything. You get it. You're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, lo- I like sipping my drink. I love a good martini, man. Oh, my God. Blue cheese olives. I am set. And uh, a little cognac after or, or a dessert wine. Yeah, a little to to top it a little nightcap well, for you oh my god if i'm not driving set <laughs> all, that, all, that, bet, all bets are off at that point that's my night, that's my <laughs> night. now what's the gayest drink you like cosmo uh uh daiquiri uh i don't know would you call a a malibu bay breeze on would that be on the list Come I don't on. know if that would be. Come on, you don't have to play night. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what that is okay. All right. Yeah, Malibu Bay Breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. See, we all have a little gay in us. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's, that's all good. It, I always say it. this is this is a judgment-free zone where where we're at. Not right here, this but is, wine. This is, I'm this is a blackjack dealer. <laughs> I do nothing better than judge. Oh, yeah. this person <laughs> at my game. Oh. Oh, I love this person. So well, give me a break. All right. You, you get I, to see all types of people. You get to, you know, people watch at its finest right there, especially in a casino dealing blackjack. 
right. I can only imagine the the characters that you come across on a on a daily basis over there. So I I totally get where you're coming from. <laughs> it is it is it's such a wide spectrum, man. It, it's a I I thoroughly enjoy my job. And uh you know my degrees in musical theater and I didn't make it like like everyone else did. But I put that to good use on the table. And uh, people seem to have fun. And when someone's like giving me a hard time, usually an older man, I just hit on them. (laughs) And that shuts them up really quick. So you try to just kind of scare them away with it and... (laughs) No, I'm really asking them out. I need a, I need a daddy of some sort. And, (laughs) you know, cause these drinks aren't cheap, baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got to pay the bill somehow. (laughs) Wow. And, and look at me. All I have is my personality. Okay. (laughs) Yes. But Hey, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's it's a good way to 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 pay the bills and to you know have some fun. You know you get to you get to put on that act like you said, and you know have some fun with it. There, it's not just the same boring, mundane stuff over and over again. You see different characters, you see different people, and then you can kind of play off those people and act a little bit differently each time. Here are my some of some of my previous jobs, Bumwine. Character department at Disneyland. Tigger, Goofy, Captain Hook, Rare Bear. Universal Studios Tram Tour Guide. That was awesome. Gallup Polster in 1992. Gay sex phone operator for 18 seconds as a freshman in college. I'm wine, you got quiet. <laughs> oh, I was just, <laughs> I was just taking it all in, you know? <laughs> yes. That was, uh, they advertised at 18 an hour in the school paper. And, you know, it was in this nondescript building in Hollywood. And I, I don't know, trained or I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I put on the headphones and the person next to me, you know, mm-hmm. Lance or whatever, who was 55 years old was just going to town on his headset with his vocal cords. And I sat and I looked around where I was and my Catholicism kicked in, which, and I put the headset down, walked right out and the supervisor said, not your thing. I said, no, because okay, bye. <laughs> See, I guess the thing now that all these people were all in one room together. Yep. See, I guess the, the thought you would have as being, you know, a a phone sex operator would be, you could do that from the privacy of your own home and then do it that way. You didn't have to go to the office, sit in a little cubicle house. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, Oh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. 
No, no, I was I was just saying I just didn't picture it as, you know, all these guys lined up in this office of cubicles, you know, cubicle type things, I guess. All just having these, you know, phone sex conversations. Well, you straight just... people out there, <laughs> it's not it it's not it's all that it's all it's <laughs> Cracked up like a Bloody Mary hard-boiled egg. Yeah. You know, I did, <laughs> you know who I did work for, Bumwine, is Miss Cleo and the Psychic Friends Network. Oh, well, what did you do? What did you do with her? <laughs> I was uh, I was a psychic and, or, you know, uh, I'm sorry, a tarot card reader. Oh, okay. At $15 an hour from home, from my dorm. And I had to go to a Plantronics specialty store. Cause this is 91, 92 and the technology of cordless, uh, cordless telephones that had a headset jack had just come out and it was 300 bucks for that, for that piece of, uh, that phone. You can get it now behind a Walgreens counter for like five bucks. I think <laughs> exactly. Oh, they'd get so mad at you too. It was so 15, 40 cents a minute. The first two minutes are free and every minute thereafter is three ninety nine. So you kept your job based on how long your average call was. Right. So you're just so, trying to string them along the whole time to just rack up the minutes. Well, I would say I would. So string them along wouldn't be the word. Continue to talk to them to give them a reading. Oh, okay. okay. So. Right. There's, there's a, a sinister thing. And then, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Between right. the two, Yeah. And I don't know why I'm telling this story, but one night this girl from Louisiana and we got a lot of calls from Louisiana. I don't know why <laughs> I, I don't said, I have no one to talk to. I'm lonely. And I wrote some poetry. Uh, will you, will you listen to it? So I grabbed, um, some water because I wasn't drinking at the time. And what's your favorite water? But don't get into that. And I listened. <laughs> I listened to her read some short story or something, and it was like twenty minutes. And she said, "Thank you very much." I said, "Do you want a reading?" She said, "No." And she goes, "Thank you." And she hung up the phone. And uh, this woman just paid eighty dollars to talk to me because she had no one else in her life. I quit the next day. I couldn't handle it. Wow. Yeah. I always wonder what happened to her. Yeah, definitely. That's one of those, you know, you have an epiphany, you know, and you're like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Because now, did you, you didn't have any real tarot card training, did you? I mean, yes. Like, what did you have to do to, to get into this? Was it just, you, you answered a class on again. <laughs> If you need a job, go to a college newspaper, okay? You can anything in there. Uh went there. Look, if something's $18 an hour and you're a starving student or 15 an hour, you're going to go check it out. And it was either, you know, it wasn't the gay sex phone people cuz I already knew their number and you know, they they needed a lot of movers back, but this was tarot card reading and and they were really popular back then with latoya and miss cleo and they needed people right and you could do it from your your dorm room you I mean, could you do had it from, to, 
would yeah, call put, in. Would, put the money out for the headset, but right. You'd call into a number and then they would patch you in and you would just wait. You got paid by the minute. You didn't get paid by being on the clock. So okay. just like a flight attendant, you know, wheels <laughs> Yeah, as long as the wheels are moving, you're getting the the money's gonna start churning up for you there. But if you're just sitting there waiting, yeah, you get nothing. Yeah, I hope I'm not boring you with all this alcohol. You know, no, no, that that, that that was that, that was fascinating. The uh, the tarot card reading, and I I didn't know you did that. I mean, I saw the I, I've heard you know I was on about the the minute or two you had as the 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 gay phone sex <laughs> operator <laughs> 18 seconds yeah. 18 seconds I, I mean i didn't know it was that that short of an amount of time that that you were there but uh, how bad was it to hear whatever lance said next to me okay there were people all around and they <laughs> supervisors were walking on um like old school uh surveillance catwalks mm-hmm. to make sure that your hands were up at all times yeah, so walking by, looking down at you to make sure, okay. So I thought people were really going to start, you know, getting a little too excited over there and had to, you know, sneak their hand down for, for a little bit. <laughs> and they're walking around like it's a continuous problem, you know, <laughs> like, like no memo came out. Okay, now you guys can't. No, they're walking around like, like someone's trying to cheat the casino. Right. Do, they, do they have guns in their hand? I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, them with the <laughs> right. What Gun, are you gonna do? <laughs> Put your hands uh, or, or or like grab you? That's a good question. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm picturing it as like you know a prison cell, you know, like the prison block with the guards walking around. That's they got that, the guns right. on the shoulder, you know, looking down at everybody. You know, as they're out there in you know the in the courtyard, you know, just waiting for somebody to to make that one bad move and then pop you know like, why are you looking at me you can't see anything my stomach covers everything so like you can't even <laughs> see my hands see they're, they're right here you know not touching anything not doing anything wrong but eh, you know what it's not for me no but hey you tried it i did you, try it you walked in you sat things. down Guess and you're what? like stayed mm. on the fence on some side of those things i tried Man, Bob Wine. Men. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I like this. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's uh it made you who you are today and you know, brought you into the the world of podcasting now. I mean, so they say, my friend. I mean, hey, let's find, talk find, about that. Find your way in, you know. I mean, I know. Now I have to say I I first heard of you, you know, through you know what happened when and the Tony Schiavone and Conrad podcast. Who? You know those guys with that podcast? They do that thing. Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, right. yeah, you heard yeah. of those guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was always this mystical Efren character that used to be brought up, you know, during the the episodes, and nobody really knew anything about him. <laughs> Uh, at least from what, what I could gather from it, you know, in my own listening. And then, you know, somehow he found his way to, um, you know, to Pauly B and the Save by the Pod, you know, which you've been doing now for just over a, a year as an, an official, you know, host of the show. Right. Uh, 
So, so how 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 is it how is it working with those guys with Paulie B and then Timmy? Um, maybe I had Paulie B on the show, you know, f- a few months back. Um, gave gave you glowing reviews, you know. So if you want to give the dirt, if you want to give the dirt, you know, on 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 the Paulie B, you know, feel free to to dish it out. Okay, here's the dirt. I I love them both, man. Holly and I had a conversation about when this all started, he would, he would send me the shows or I offered to, they were talking about what kind of podcast they should run. And when they pitched the pop culture wrestling thing, I thought it was a great idea because there's, for me, there's no better place to live than in the past. Okay. Cause that's where I'm happiest. And so they laughed and they would send, they did a show and I asked to hear it. And for, and my theater background kicked in boy. And I critiqued everything, everything down to the minute that, you know, you, you should not mention this. And why are you mentioning this? And no one wants to hear this. And it was a little tough because you can always be better and there's always something wrong. And they learned to realize what, what I was saying and, you know, it was a good thing. And I was just trying to improve the show just like any show I was in. And then, you know, Tim went away for a while and, uh, uh, dealt with some stuff and Polly asked me to be on the show I thought he was joking. I really did. <laughs> and I remember the first time I, I was on, I handed him, it was, it was SummerSlam, I think. And I handed him a script for the opening and I wrote something out uh, to imitate Paul Heyman taking over Jerry Lawler. Uh, when he said that the King was, was out and you know, here and I support him and this and Polly, I don't think had ever seen, you know, a script like this or, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of these guys do things on the fly and, and you should have heard his excitement. Okay. Okay. I can do this and I'll read it like this and I'll read it like, this. okay. 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 I can, I can do this. And I forgot what it was like to have a non actor, you know, get all excited, you know, to play a part. Um, and that's when we started clicking. And I, I said, we, everyone talks about wrestling. We need to make the show about what you remember as a, as a listener, as, as you were playing the latest, you know, Mario, whatever your parents bought you, you know, survivor series 89. This is what was happening around you. So the show isn't about us. It's about, the memories and Polly was just so good that day. And we had, we, he called me up and we just gushed to each other. And he said to me, you're changing opinions in the wrestling world. People are not afraid of, of gay people. And as you can tell, everything I do comes usually comes from, a joke. I, I, I call myself the Don Rickles, Richard Lewis of, uh, 
wrestling podcast, you know, <laughs> insult. I'll insult everyone. I have one purpose to make you smile. Right, right. That's it. If you can get this little ridiculous laugh, whether me, you know, it, you know, wrestling is a homoerotic sport. Okay. And one of the, one of the complaints that, that a couple of people had was, you know, he's a little too gay. I said, watching men in tights <laughs> roll around with each other. Right. Yeah, you're right. So are you. This is a homoerotic sport. You need to understand that. And if you're, uh, so yes, I'm going to be like, yeah. He said, your people aren't afraid and they're laughing and this and that. And I came right back. I told him, and you have seen that the past month, bum wine. I said, Polly, he had it. He had this gift. You are going to be a part of this wrestling podcast world in one to five years. It's going to happen. You are too talented and it just clicked. And then Timmy came back and we are this Timmy's Timmy's from Kentucky, right? So that's comedy in itself right there. Okay. Yeah, I'm that, 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 that writes itself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. He is the great guy to play off of. And yeah, he, he, I love them both, man. They, they've been there for me a lot. And we, the support's just been amazing, man. I, I can't get enough of it. And it, it is, we do a lot of work and I do a lot of prep work and it is, it is so worth it. It's just like I was performing again. And I, I thought those days were over because you know, I, I didn't have a chance in theater. I, I came from a very, very Hispanic uh, community. So no one taught ballet or tap. And my parents weren't going to be able to drive me down to Hollywood for two hours in the middle of the week so I can get a tap lesson. It was just impossible. So now I think I am finding my voice here and having some fun with it. And I hope it seems the listeners are too. And I, I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with, like you said, the, the perfect blend of wrestling and pop culture. And I said the same thing when I was talking with, with Polly, <clears throat> I was like, you know, everybody has, there's a ton of wrestling podcasts out there that just go out there. They review an event or, a certain angle or storyline, but then you guys take that one event and then work the majority of the show around it. I mean, you still cover the actual event, everything that went on with it, but it's more about the time frame and that little bubble of when that event took place. And for people that, that love nostalgia and pop culture, it's the perfect fit for fans and people that, used or even people that used to be fans of wrestling but aren't anymore but they they loved it in the 80s and 90s the early 2000s i mean it, it you cover the whole range of it there so it's the perfect blend of it together people don't need to hear what i think of last night's smackdown right right not not a, i am i am not that person 
but there is a great snapshot from 20 years ago with everything or even a week ago. You know, this is what, uh, this is the, the snapshot of this time back in, in X. And there's so much fun and ridiculousness coming about it. Like we reviewed, uh, the original SummerSlam with gorilla monsoon and superstar Billy Graham on, the, <laughs> on the call. And I'm watching this thing and superstar can't stop saying brother, man, brother, man, gorilla monsoon, brother. Oh, he's got him, brother. Oh, this could happen right now, brother. I said, how many times it, and then I pulled out the clicker and started counting. <laughs> I like numbers, man. I like, I like, and let's be different. I was on a, I was on a game show called winning lines. That was back when millionaire came out and greed came out on Fox 21 on NBC. CBS had winning lines uh, with Dick Clark and there were 49 contestants and it was all numbers and it did really, really bad. It was the first one to be canceled, but I won the whole thing. And I, I go, wow, I'm, I'm, I like numbers a lot and these random things just stick out. And I love, I love giving history and I love people interacting with the trivia saying if they can get it and just be different. And God knows I'm different. Bum wine. Good <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but, but Hey, you found your calling now with, with the podcast and, and that, and it's definitely a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, you have to take that time frame of what you're covering, research the, the movies, the TVs, the music, the special events that were going on during that time. And it's just the, the little time capsule of that, that week that you can, look forward to and say like oh yeah i remember this and like oh what other song did this guy have that that hit number one you know and, and you're sitting there as you're listening to it trying to you know think yourself and then the, then the other guys don't get it and you're like like damn it guys why didn't you say this this was the answer <laughs> you're sitting there sitting in the car yelling at the you know yelling at the phone you know as it's, it's playing the do podcast you? that's that's yeah, a great compliment. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. me, you know. <laughs> Timmy Timmy has stepped up big time with the notes and the editing since Polly has additional <clears throat> responsibilities and I take all the clips and we're all putting it's just us and you know, a couple others in the back and we're starting to grow, man. We are right there. We have huge we have a couple big things coming up, man. We have we have this game show that's going to be coming out regarding pop culture and wrestling and, and we give away a lot of good stuff, right? Bum wine. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm a winner over here. You know, I, I won one of the contests. So what did you win? I won two, $200, you know, wow. so it, it pays to listen. I, I know you guys got the big Royal rumble, uh, giveaway coming up you know next next weekend you know is is the big event so it's you know if you is this right. is this airing before the rumble uh it yes it should be out there before the rumble so anybody listening to this as long as you listen to it before january 31st so you, this is you should hear this yeah this this is our contest at saved yeah. by the pod.com if you 
retweet or share anything that we post on social media in the month of January, you are entered into our Royal Rumble drawing and we are going to pick 30 people for this drawing. We're going to assign you a number the mo- the morning of the Rumble, retweet or share anything from the month of January. So go back and retweet everything. If you are picked, if your number wins the Rumble, and you've retweeted, and well, you'll be in because you retweeted us. If your number wins the men's rumble, you win 50 bucks. If you happen to have bought a shirt or any piece of merchandise, any one piece of merchandise at savedbythepod.com and get picked as the number that the Royal Rumble winner, that entrant, that always clips me up <laughs> and you're i was gonna, like what, whenever yeah. whatever entry so number try, wins so, the yeah, rumble so, yeah <laughs> if your number wins the royal rumble and you bought one shirt from saved by the pot or one piece of merchandise before we pick your number before we announce you you're going to win five hundred dollars if your number is picked and win the rumble and you bought two shirts one thousand dollars and that's how we are different we have to get our name out we're gonna spend a little and we're gonna be different than everyone and we're gonna pander and we're gonna say listen and retweet and buy a shirt and you got a shot at some money and that's going to translate into a game show every couple of months and we're getting the final things done on that and it's going to be about pop culture and you're going to have a chance to win some major stuff. That, that's awesome. I like the, the game show idea. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys are coming up with. Guess what I want to call it, wine. Hmm. Uh, I can l- listen to you now. <laughs> listen to that side. Jesus Christ, here we go. Yes. Uh, here we go again. What is it? <laughs> You've already said it, Bumwine. The game show. Like, like, G A Y. Ah, wait. Uh, see, I, I get, get it, it now I because get it. I get it. he's a queen. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, can, can you give any other insight on that, or is it still we're, top we're secret? Still in, that, 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 that's the, we have not even announced yet, so I'm. Right, right. It's a, yeah. a little teaser. It's a little, little tease. tease. We got, I, yeah. I got, a, got a couple things in the works as well that I hope to share later later this year. We're got some stuff going, man. That's awesome, man. No, yeah. that that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see you know and hear everything with you guys in the show is going well, and it, it's definitely. You know, I look forward to Tuesday mornings and knowing that there's a new podcast that will be dropping to enjoy. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's different. It's that wrestling pop culture mix, nostalgia, all wrapped up into one neat little package. Just hit that play button, and you're and you're on your way. With all the gayness that is professional wrestling as well. Yeah, <laughs> that you never know. You never know what's going to happen, and and where it will go next. I mean, I, I mean personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of pop culture and nostalgia, along with my 
my cheap booze and drinking. Well, let's talk pop culture for a second. What's your favorite band, 80s band, 90s band, favorite 80s, 90s show? I want to hear. Okay. Favorite wrestling event? I want I want to hear that. Okay. Well, favorite wrestling, well, I guess we'll 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 go to to WrestleMania's and and I know it's on the list of one that you were at and WrestleMania 17 is is top of my list for uh, favorite WrestleMania, and I know you were you were there for that event. Was there went went with with the WWF package? They put me at the Radisson Hotel, and the number of my room was written on sh- black Sharpie marker on the door, and I couldn't find it for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just kind of wandering around back and forth. I was like, where the hell is this room? Did they really give me a room, or is this just you know? Are they ribbing me over here? <laughs> right. Thank God I worked for Marriott at the time. I took one look at that. I go, okay, we're not staying here. <laughs> yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, that, hey, you know, that, that I mean, Astrodome is yeah. just. I mean, you know, walking in there is like, wow, people came to a game here on at five o'clock on a Wednesday, right? And now they hold what? Rodeos and churches there? It was, Right. The place is huge. It has a section 900, I think. Wow. That's wow. fabulous. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a big, big ass arena. To, uh, Best to... sign I saw there. I was getting a beer on the floor and I looked up to section 900 and a guy had a sign over the ledge that said, can you believe I effing paid for this seat? <laughs> I mean, hopefully, well, hopefully not too much. <laughs> and you didn't, hopefully you didn't pay too much, didn't travel too far. I mean, if you're in the area, it's like, you know what? You know, if it was in one of those, you know, 50 bucks, you know, seats, it's like, if it's within it you know, a, a few hours. It was a hike down to the floor. I couldn't imagine the hike up. Escalators oh, yeah, I, I are not. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> it's going to take you like, like a half hour to, to get in the building and then make your way all the way up to the top. Like, right. We're still going here. Okay. Next concourse. All right. Go up. Go around the little <laughs> loop. All right. Next escalator. You're like, like, God damn it. How many times do we have to go up these things? I'm in section 400. You're five more up. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, def- definitely that's on the top of my uh, WrestleMania list of the, the peak uh, with that. That TLC match was something to watch, boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah. From top to bottom, you know, and overall, you know, great show. One, you know, once in a lifetime event. I mean, it's hard to to top it. That's why it's always in the discussion. You know, when people bring up, oh, what's the, you know, your favorite WrestleMania, the best one. You know, seventeen is always at the top of the list. I think that the reason I bought that ticket was to see Brother Love. <laughs> I was a, wanted you, to see him in the, in the I gimmick was battle a royal. Huge I mean, that was brother love, Mark. Right. And that, and the gimmick battle royal was such a big thing. And I know between me and my friends, we were like, we kept seeing this, and you know, we'd be looking online, like, okay, they're doing this thing. And we're like, is this really happening? Because it was on April first, and we thought, right, it's gonna be a big April Fool's joke. It's it's not really gonna happen. Because they kept announcing all these guys, you know, Brother Love and the, the Gobbledygooker and Repo Man and, and all these different guys. And we're like, 
are they really going to have all these guys? And because at the time, me and my friends were were really into into the the WrestleCraft site, which had the you know the features on all these you know terrible gimmicks, and it was kind of you know refreshing our memories on this stuff because you know. You, at that time, you had to go out and you know rent the the VHS tapes to see all the old stuff. You couldn't just yep. you know go online and put on the network and watch any event. So you'd have to kind of go through history yourself to see all these guys. And we're like, is this really going to happen? Are they really going to have this you know battle royal? And I mean, what? I mean, the whole match itself was what five minutes at, at most <laughs> right. i mean but but just yeah, see it, it, it was, was really it was really just to see the guys all right. you know come down the aisle get their entrance get their music played forget and, undertaker's entrance that's the entrance you wanted to see it, right it, that's... exactly definitely that was what we wanted to see it was just that that was when you know it was the hearing the old themes and everything that was when you, you'd be on the computer trying to download right the theme songs okay here's a 30 second clip that's hopefully somewhat of cd quality when you, you when you ordered <laughs> when you became a WWF fan club member, they would send you a cassette of mm-hmm. of everyone's theme, right? Or the yeah. themes that were, mm-hmm. but it'd only be like a minute. Yeah. So British Bulldog would play, and then Reaper. Man, I, I, it was like an eight minute cassette right. or something. <laughs> yeah. Once they started to release, you know, the actual you know theme music's on CD. You know, that was the, you know, the big thing, the music, that's you know, right. one, two, three, four, five. And then, I don't know, I think I lost track after five. Then they kind of went off the edge and who knows what they were doing after that. But that was like the attitude era of the theme songs when you got, you know, the, the DX theme on, you know, CD, the Stone Cold's theme, you know, the Rock's theme, you know, you could just sit there you know, and actually, you know, three minute songs at least. To, to sit there and listen to not just the one minute clip of like really that's it and then wcw counters with he does this <laughs> he does that the man called sting good man <laughs> no, the, the <sighs> slam jam volume one and no, yeah, that, 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 was, was, that was the end <laughs> that was it. Yeah. never got that volume two though no still still waiting for it Favorite band from that time, eighties, nineties, bum one. Um, see, I, I'm a big eighties hair metal fan. I mean, I'm, I'm a big, you know, not in that hair metal side, but I was a big, you know, Metallica fan. But you know, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, uh, you know, music like that. But then I'm a big like eighties pop fan. Robert, Robert Palmer. Um, I, I, lo- I love some, you know, Billy Joel, Hall and Oates. I mean, I'm, my musical tastes are, are all over the, the board when it comes to that stuff. Did you mark out or go see Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses when they came back on tour? I didn't see the reunited Guns N' Roses. I saw Guns N' Roses with Axel and the other guys. You know, back in <laughs> I think 2011, um, <laughs> when it was Axel and his you know crew of you know flunkies uh, at the time, where where he was still doing his you know wait till 11 p.m. to you know come on stage, where you're Perfect. sitting there waiting like you know yeah the opening bands are sitting there waiting for like two hours, and then. 
the worst part of it was as soon as they came on stage, it was probably just after 11 o'clock and they closed the, the liquor sales. Me and my friend <laughs> went down. They're like, okay, they're coming on stage. I think they were, they were playing, you know, night train to kick off the show. We go down, we're going over to the, to the concession stand to get a drink. They're like, Oh, sorry. We're closed. We're like, what, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And I, I, and I think that, they got sued because they were not showing up on time per the ticket. Right. And so yeah. they changed the ticket to nine o'clock ish. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they got around it. Yeah. But then, then apparently though, when they, when they got the band back together, apparently they had been, you know, going on stage at, you know, their scheduled time, you know, this time around, but you know, Maybe I'll be able to see them, you know, once we can actually go to concerts again. Yeah, maybe they do another loop back around to, you know, North America. Everyone will. Yeah. 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 I, I feel, man, that's a tough, tough business to be in right now. Live events. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Then, like, the, the, the this past year is supposed to be the Motley Crew, you know, back together again after they signed the whole season, you know, desist of the, the band. I mean... I've seen Motley Crue like five or six times. Um, there was probably a while where it was at least once a year they'd be playing a show at, you know, in New Jersey here at the PNC Bank Arts Center, which is, you know, an outdoor place. You know, it's $20, you know, lawn seats. So it's like a no-brainer to just at least go, you know, tailgate in the parking lot, have some drinks, go to the show, and, you know, go home. So You're a lawn guy. Yeah. I am not. I'm not a not a fan of grass. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not. Just, just. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the last show I saw there, right, my one friend did spring us to get the cabana seats, which is they set up this little area like in the back of the lawn. But it's like, you know, the little private like tented area. Right. You have your own little. Well, I was going to say your private bathrooms, but it's your own private, you know, Porta Johns. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't tailgate or be in an area that doesn't have real bathrooms. I saw honest to God, I had a Rose parade Rose parade incident in a porta potty when I was six or nine years old. And to this day, if, if at my parking for, for my football tickets, I say is, does this section have, does this parking lot have bathrooms for tailgating real ones? Okay. I'll take it. That's fine. And if they, if a concert doesn't have real bathrooms, I'm not going. Yeah. It's certainly not fun having to go in, you know, and and I think probably within the first, you know, half hour, I think we were there. I think somebody made a huge mess of, you know, the, the portage on, they had to, you know, close it down and somebody had to come in and clean out the thing. So, you know. That's that's the risk you run. <laughs> Here you go. I've never told this story, Bumwine. I'm at the Rose Parade, and I'm a, you know, we stayed up all night, and and I'm waiting in line half an hour with you know eight million other people to use the restroom, and I think it's a real. I, I've never been in one. I go in, the things filled to the top, and two <laughs> people missed. Ugh. And I've never gotten over it. Uh, yeah, that's. 
And that, that's just something just like you my don't want to see. Just like my father, the porta potties, they're all in the same, you know, just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Favorite television show from that time? Uh, I've always been a big, I've always been a big Full House fan. Um, I mean, that I'll still watch, you know, when, you know, reruns are on. That That's when I always would watch, you know, Boy Meets World, another one. And then kind of later on in, you know, the early, you know, 2000s, uh, 24 is, is on the top of my list. That's like one of my favorites. So Friday night on ABC, you were running home to oh, watch oh, yeah. the house mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. step by yeah. step. T- and yep. TGIF, lock it down. You know, you're, you're full house. Go. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it's just somehow I just got attached to it. I, I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one of those shows that just is always a favorite. And it's just, if it's on now, you're scrolling through the channels. You're like, yeah, sure. I've seen this episode, you know, you know, 50 times. More than that, probably. But I'll sit here and watch it for a half hour. Why the hell not? Wow, I, I never got into that show. No. Although my favorite one was when the Beach Boys showed up. And then John Stamos all of a sudden goes on tour with them for like right. the month of September. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, what is going on here? This yeah. makes no sense. Right. But hey, you know, uh, why not? And, and say by the Bell. You can't... Uh, you know, I've always been a fan of that too. Did did have did you watch the new Saved by the Bell by chance? No. Uh I may have to now that now that NBC Sports is gonna be going off the air now. Did you hear that? I saw that, yeah, I saw that yesterday or the So they'll be moving NHL stuff and and other sports to Peacock and USA and wonder how that's gonna affect Raw. Yeah. And if they're going to be interrupted, like a Westminster dog show right. or something, it's going to be very interesting. Yep. Up. Yep. Getting bumped again. what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I did, did watch the new full house only because I have, um, I have Comcast and with Comcast, you get Peacock for free with it. So I was like, Oh, okay. You know, and, and even when I had Paulie B on the show, that was right as I think they were releasing the new full house and, we were both kind of like, I don't know, from the trailers, it was like, I don't know how this is going to be, but, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised with how the new show was. It doesn't take itself seriously. It kind of mixes in the the nostalgia of the old show with, with the new with new stuff. So it's certainly not, you know, a big hit that I would, you know, go running out of my way to see, but it, it wasn't bad, at least what i thought watching the series i'm gonna have to watch it yeah which is better the new full house or the new saved by the pot uh about bell i only watched i watched the first two seasons of the new full house Uh, i didn't watch the rest of them after that i haven't seen it because then i I think I canceled my Netflix at at that point because <laughs> I was like, well, I was paying for too many things. I mean, I have you know the, the Prime stuff, I got you know the WWE Network, and it was like, okay, when do I have time to you know use all this stuff? And I think that's what everybody has issue with now is you got so many streaming services, and it's like, okay, okay, what am I watching? What am I not watching? What am I paying for? 
But so it's been a while since I saw the the Fuller House, the the new one. But um, I would I don't know. That's a tough one to say which one would be better. I kind of want to say the the Fuller House would be better, but I mean. But then I want to say the new Saved by the Bell because that's kind of more fresh in my mind after just watching it. So it's, uh, I don't know, I, I can't give you an answer on that one now. Speaking of streaming, you know, Conan's, Conan's ending, ending his show this year. Yeah, yeah. And he, he said to the media this, this week, in 1993, Johnny Carson gave me the best advice of my career. As soon as possible go to a streaming platform. (laughs) (laughs) That's Conan baby right there. See, see ahead of the game, ahead of the game. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what you get on our show, baby. Where you will talk about it it. all. That's it. You get it all there. You know, it's saved by the pod. You know, it's, it's, it's Efren. It's Pauly B. It's Timmy C taking you back to the good old days of, you know, could be, you know, Five years ago, could be 10 years ago, 15, 20, 25 years ago. Um, it's nothing's off limits here for you guys. So uh, it's, it's definitely been a fun, fun show to listen to and enjoy. And just kind of seeing what's next for you guys is going to be interesting. I know the little teases you've given us here on this show. Um, we'll be looking forward to seeing what's next for you guys. Yeah, we're we're so close, man. We really are. You can follow us at Save BT Pod. I'm at Efren Blackjack. If you want to shoot me a message, I this has been so awesome, buddy. No, thank you. It's it, been, a, been fun, fun time here chatting with you, have having some drinks. We're doing this high end wine drinking thing. Okay? Man, I, male I, models I, serve you, <laughs> or, or me in a G string. Either way, keep your eyes closed. <laughs> It will be an interesting time for sure. But yeah, definitely, you know, we'll put it on the list of uh, things to do and see if you can steer me down that that high-end road. That's a promise. I can't wait for that. (laughs) Excellent. Hey, hey, Efren, man, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show again. I I appreciate it. Uh, Be sure to check out Save by the pod give him a follow give him a listen you know you know retweet the show you can you know you can win some some money some goodies one thousand dollars just say just have a couple days left see you hear it right there uh save don't by the forget, pod. Yeah. Yeah. check him out you know save by the pod.com um he is efren i am bum wine bob and until next time cheers <laughs>